0: Welcome to Bad Hasbara, the world's most moral podcast. I am your host, the world's most moral host, Matt Lieb. Hi, how are you doing? I hope everyone's having a great whatever day I put this out. Um, I'm having a good one, except for the strep throat is still here. Um, my my child uh, gave me strep throat, and uh, now uh, everything hurts. Uh, I, I can't eat without it hurting, which is... Uh, I don't know. That's it's uh, appropriate given the uh, mass starvation that's going on in Gaza. It's nice to know that uh, I can show solidarity, um, or that my baby forced me to by fucking making me sick as shit. I think she put her she put my toothbrush in her disgusting mouth, and now it's ruined my life. So again, if I sound like occasionally like I'm crying, I'm not crying. It's just I have strep throat. <clears> throat> Uh, before we get started, a few announcements. Once again, everybody, give us five stars and a review on all of the podcast apps if you're listening to this on a podcast app. If you're not and you're watching it on YouTube, uh, just give us five stars and a review on a podcast app anyways. You can do it. Just go in there. Give us the review. It helps. It helps me. It helps you. Everyone wins. Nobody loses. It's nice. Um, also... Another thing that you should know. There we go. Now my screen looks good. Um, Sacramento punchline. Uh, me and my wife Francesca Fiorentini we're going to be headlining Sunday, March seventeenth at seven p.m. Uh, that's Saint Patrick's Day, so come out, celebrate your Irish heritage, <laughs> or if you're near, you know, Irish people and you want to celebrate them, come and then you know see a, a you know couple of people talking about palestine but in a funny way uh once again sacramento punchline march 17th 7 p.m please come uh finally last announcement patreon.com slash bet that is now the patreon please join that because then you get you know you'll get at some point you'll get bonus stuff but for now you're just supporting a podcast that is constantly demonetized uh, on youtube and you know that would be nice to help me out you know, some, I need money because of the strep throat. Let's just say that. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Today, we're going to be talking about lots of things. Our main subjects this week are twofold. One, UNRWA. And two, why are the Irish so fucking cool? So first, we're going to start with some news about UNRWA. <clears throat> if you don't already know all this, sorry for repeating it, you know, if you if you do know it. Um, But uh, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East, that is a mouthful, but that's what UNRWA stands for, uh, has suffered funding cuts after several of its staff were accused by Israel of involvement in the October 7th Hamas attacks. Now, the timing of this couldn't be more calculated by Israel, as uh, the Israelis made these allegations the literal same day, As the International Court of Justice did their interim ruling telling Israel, hey, it kind of looks like you guys are doing a fucking genocide. Um, Maybe don't do that. Literally the same day this happened. And if that insanely blatant attempt to change the news cycle wasn't bad enough, uh, Israeli Hezbaris, of course, did what they always do and inverted the narrative. (laughs) And they accused UNRWA of being the ones who uh, were trying to change the news cycle, as I will show in this tweet, by Elon Levy. Unrush sure as hell chose a convenient moment to drop this news and hide it under all the ICJ coverage any other day, and this would have been a major headline. And the headline, by the way, is Israel submits evidence (laughs) of UN employees' complicity with Hamas. Once again, what do you mean UNRWA is the one who was trying to change the news? You literally, it's Israel. All right. And now I'm just getting mad. I'm getting mad way too early on this pod. I'm sorry. But listen, this is a very uh, intense subject. Okay. So uh, a little bit of background on UNRWA. Um, it was established in 1949 in order to cater to Palestinians who had been ethnically cleansed from their homes by Jewish militias, uh, you know, during the uh, War of forty-eight and uh you know in areas that currently form parts of israel so uh they are refugees and they uh works in a a number of areas Uh, they do you know primary and vocational education they do health care they do relief social services infrastructure uh camp improvement you know they are literal refugee camps uh they do finance and emergency response but most importantly Uh, They also provide food to 75% of all Palestine refugees in Gaza. So that is a lot of people who are dependent on UNRWA for food. Um, So after the Israeli government successfully smeared UNRWA as being Hamas, uh, funding of the refugee agency was suspended by the U.S., by Canada, by Australia, Britain, Germany... Italy, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Finland, Estonia, Japan, Austria, and Romania. Um, so this is a, you know, a good portion of their funding in uh, 2022, 44.3% of the agency's total pledges, or $1.17 billion, came from uh, EU member states who contributed $520 million, including funds allocated by the institution. Via the European Commission, Uh, the funding cut was achieved rapidly, despite the fact that those Israeli intelligence documents did not provide any evidence of anything at all, as was made abundantly clear in this interview that uh, Alon gave with uh, this guy Krishnan, who people in the UK know. I only recently learned about him. Uh, but uh, on Channel 4, so I'll play a little bit of that for you. Huge
1: consequences as a result of your naming of people who worked for UNRWA. What the world has not seen is the accompanying evidence. I just want to know, Does is there accompanying evidence? Is there anything beyond those names? And have you shared it with the United Nations investigation that is going on? Because there is millions of pounds of aid that is resting on those claims and hundreds of thousands of lives dependent on it. When we said that honor at least 13 UNRWA staff members were directly involved in the October 7th massacre, that was the tip of the iceberg yeah. Do you have any of evidence the complicity for that? That and is collusion. Of question. because, of course, you because this it. was all collected, because this was all collected on the basis of intelligence that Where's has been evidence? shared with our allies. Intelligence that has been shared with our allies. When I'm not was going it shared with Britain? Because Britain <laughs> claimed it didn't know. I can't speak to the specific intelligence that has been shared with individual Western partners, but that evidence is out there. It is clear. This is it's there not direct deflection? evidence about those thirteen names. Where is it? Have you passed it to the UN investigation or not? We do not trust the UN investigation so that is taking place. So there is no the evidence UN that cannot, placed in front of anybody the investigating The United this. Nations cannot be trusted to conduct any sort of okay. internal review. Have you given the evidence the is part to the, the US problem. or British governments?
0: I'm not personally aware of what material Nobody has seen this evidence, is the point of that. No one has seen it. It is just something that was claimed uh, by Israeli intelligence officials. And just based on that alone, uh, more than half of their funding was completely cut um, just by, you know, because of the uh, EU and the United States deciding, yeah, we're going to back our ally Israel. Just totally fucking insane. But there's good news. And the good news is, is that not everyone, uh, is, uh, you know, a little bitch. Some countries are dope. Uh, and it was reported yesterday that Ireland will give UNRWA 20 million euros, uh, after a key donors suspended aid. They said, fuck y'all. We're Ireland. We always show solidarity with the Palestinians we're going to I mean they're giving 20 million. I don't know how much Ireland makes, but I imagine that that is a pretty substantial amount for Ireland. Uh, Ireland is great. The Irish have long been in solidarity with Palestinians which has very recently led to some Hesbaris saying some stuff that uh is pretty wild <laughs> about Ireland uh including this from Oren Barsky. How is it specifically The Irish are so ignorant, brainwashed, and anti-Semitic. To answer that question, uh, this week's guest is a hilarious Irish comedian, uh, also someone who I'm sure at this point my audience has seen uh, do some both hilarious and very uh, genuine and beautiful videos showing uh, Irish solidarity with Palestinians. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is oh boy, don't know how to pronounce this. My guest is Tagajah.
2: If you if you're so affectionate about me, say my name correct.
0: Todd Todd-ha-jug. Tagajig Hickey is here.
2: My uh, family is going to be at war with yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long night. Tada. It's gonna be a long war.
2: It's gonna be a long <laughs> war. Oh I'm, I'm not gonna tell you how to pronounce my Don't.
0: name. Don't but... I i you know what? I'd rather not know because at this point, Todd gaha Well, it's Todd H actually. There's got the H there and the G.
2: Do you Can have I... Irish listeners? Do you have Irish listeners to your I you have, have a few Irish listeners? Have... I would assume that you do. I would assume that you do. Yeah. And and have they not been on to you to correct the absolute disgrace that you made of yourself the last, <laughs> no, last of time course, of that course you and they your haven't. darling wife butchered my name
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course they haven't because they also think it's funny that i don't know <laughs> that's the thing about the irish you're like no 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 it's way better if he just keeps doing it wrong
2: oh i loved it i loved it that's why i think it should be a thing i'm never going to tell you but thank you for your beautiful beautiful intro i'm a big fan of your podcast big, I, big
0: fan. I, thank you and i'm i'm a big fan of yours i've been uh watching your stuff you know i i became aware of it um obviously after you know the october 7th uh hamas attack that yeah. uh just took over the rest of my goddamn life um Same. and uh you know I, I i'm a really i'm a huge fan and you know i've learned so much from you regarding uh the irish is um the irish and your solidarity with palestine and it's just such a huge outlier um it seems like not just among you know like I don't know the Anglo world or whatever the yeah. white but like like just in the West, you are like the one country that it seems like you can look to for some sort of moral leadership, even if you're not listened to mm. and uh, so i I wanted to ask you like, um, why do you hate me so much? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if you want to ask me a question, Matt, you need to use my fucking Fuck. name, you know, so. Um,
0: uh, Targa. Targa.
2: So, so, Tleg. <laughs>
0: um. I'm just going to call you Greg. <laughs> it might, I just might start call you Greg, all right? Uh, so,
2: all right, the, the, the Anglo version of my name is Tim, so you're very welcome to to kind of recolonize me and okay. call me tim if, if oh, you want I'm to
0: happy to recolonize I love I'd to. Lo-
2: and i'd love to be recolonized by you to be honest yeah well um, you know okay. i think i think ireland to you know to be reductive about it for a second it's like sure. there's nowhere else in the anglosphere if you want to go down that road because you're right like say australia new zealand canada your beautiful selves mm-hmm. like no other country other than ireland in the anglosphere and i'm open to correction uh, on that well actually i'm straight away i'm wrong because i think the anglosphere technically is you know countries where england is the dominant language but i'm thinking about the mm. big colonized english-speaking right. countries right yes. so that dominate the world we're the only ones that will understand the experience of colonialism so right. i think if there's any positive that has come out of this horror in the last few months it's that there's kind of a waking up to colonialism around the world yeah. that's that's the way it feels and like from your perspective you might think that ireland is a kind of a homogenous like totally support palestine it's it's not like that at all really right. it's like we've got a predominant uh, government in ireland for a long time we've never had a leftist government we have like centre right or centrist governments right and they're ultimately qu- quite pro-Palestine, but we wouldn't be happy with them at all. So you could only imagine if there was, and probably the next government in will be leftist. Right. But what has happened, interestingly, right? So people in the North, because the conflict in the North of Ireland is so recent, yeah, um, it's only since 1998 that there's been a deal that has been signed that has brought relative peace in mm-hmm. the North. So in the North, people from a colonized nationalist Republican background would almost all be supportive of Palestine because it's so immediate for them. Whereas yeah. in the South, we've had much longer experience of being kind of middle class and getting on with our lives. And you know, we got the Brits out in 19 in the 1920s, 30s. Yeah. So we've fallen into a kind of a stupor, a little bit, of mm. like l- losing touch with our colonial past. And if anything, Palestine has reawakened it. I know you've got numbers on the streets like I've never seen protests in Ireland for anything. And I mean anything in the numbers and the ferocity and right. all these little, like I'm from a small-ish place in Ireland, Cork, it's in the south. And all these little towns around Cork, there's Palestine marches and displays every every week. It's extraordinary, man. I've never seen anything like it. It's, it feels like a revolution.
0: It's beautiful to watch because, I mean, you know, I and I, I say this of, of all of the Palestine uh, solidarity marches that I've seen throughout the world, I love watching them all. There's something different though about the passion that I feel like I see from uh, the Irish people with regards to this issue, and it's a passion that is uh, that I think most Western whatever nations um, feel very hesitant to uh, display. It mm. is immediately you know spun as you know anti-Semitic or you know uh, somehow uh, bigoted um, as a Hamas march, right? um as a right wing, you know, like you know, they'll they'll call you Nazis and stuff. What the, the interesting thing about the Irish is that it doesn't seem to really stick. It's like like Ireland is, seems to be immune from kind of like the normal smears. And not, not to say that mm-hmm. you know, in on an individual le- level you can't be smeared. Of course you can be. But it seems like there's this um western sort of like Not not exemption, but just like the way we view the Irish is almost like, and of course the Irish are, you know, they're they're always in favor of whatever revolutionary group wants to stop us from stealing the stuff.
2: General violence kind of (laughs) fanatics. like Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. and it's cool to see. I don't, and and, you know, like uh, uh, you're one of the few places um, where you'll see your, you know, government... Um, like you have government officials and like elected officials going, you know, in on TV, going in front of cameras, like speaking at your yeah. parliament or whatever system of government you guys have in Ireland. And I'd I- love
2: you to pronounce it, man. I'd love it. Whatever it is, I'd love you to pronounce it, oh, wh- you know.
0: Uh, yeah. So what is it? Let me look up. Hold on. Uh, what is Irish government? called
2: it' Let it's me see. say like where where we you know
0: oh my god <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm actually not gonna help you out with that either don't is, help me which is cool like yeah but <laughs> yeah
0: oh <laughs> is it is it if I say it with an Irish accent I say, oh, is it oh is it all right a
2: Oh fuck man, don't do the accent. Whatever about not being able to pronounce the words like the accent is
0: <laughs> The accent, listen. I do a Lucky Charms accent. And I say things like Jesus wouldn't like it if you masturbate. That's That's not bad,
2: actually. Right? That's not good. bad. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Tom Cruise level like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just that Jesus. That's my favorite. Uh so I don't know what the hell that's called, but your government, uh the uh yeah. Orectus. They, uh, you know, we'll have people. they actually not bad. Actually
2: not bad. This, yeah, Arachdis. Arachdis, yeah, yeah. Hey. And we, the 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 doil is um, where. So we've got a doil and a and a senate, which is yeah. called the shannet. So yeah, so the shannet, the so, shannet, yeah. So the doil, if you can see the word doil, there's like D yeah, A c- for the I L.
0: Yeah, D A I L, yeah. and then there's a E I R E A N N,
2: Oh, Jesus I'm Christ. sorry. No, I, I actually think I need to need to log out, man. Sorry. <laughs> no, like... no, no. Stay, 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 stay. <laughs> um, but no, you, I'm actually loving it, man. Loving
0: it. You guys have like politicians. The thing is, because I don't know, um, you know, your individual, uh, elected representatives. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like who is cool or whatnot. Like uh, I, you know, of
2: course, I know what you mean.
0: And so, like, you know, I'll, I'll see some elected representative you are saying some real shit and I'm just like fuck yeah that guy rules now it, of course they would rule in if you know they also line up with as long as they're not right-wing psychopaths yeah. you know that's yeah, usually yeah. the case but uh I I found this cool Irish guy uh and I'll play a little bit of him I don't but know quite strong
3: language used by minister Coveney uh, and Richards. others
0: today so who's this guy
2: I think you can surely pronounce this guy's name it's a it's a it's an English.
0: It's an, oh, it's in it's English. Oh, I, I didn't Richard see it. Means
2: nothing. Richard Boyd Barr, He's a legend. He's an absolute legend. Yeah. Okay. Want. Klee cool, Klee
0: cool. All right. Here's, here's him.
3: As you rightly said, means nothing to Netanyahu, to Smotrich, Ben Giver. Ministers today in the Israeli government saying we want to destroy Gaza. It is an uncivilized state it is a barbaric state and that it should have sanctions imposed on it in order to end that apartheid end that occupation and end the possibility of the sort of genocidal slaughter we have seen for the last four months impunity was given granted and that has given netanyahu and the crazed, bloodthirsty ministers uh, 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 that are his lieutenants, the confidence to believe that they can continue with this massacre. It has to mean the the end of that apartheid regime, where there can be equality between Jewish people, Muslim people, Christian people, and people of no religion who can share the land of Palestine as equals. Do
2: you know what's amazing about Richard, right? So, Mm -hmm. and this is another great thing about Ireland, I think, is that like, you know, the way some people kind of popped up in the last few months and they're pro-Palestine. Yeah. And like, to be honest, that's fucking great. Like, yeah. an any palestinian I know in Ireland is like, they don't give a shit. Like, jump on the bandwagon, they're delighted. 100%. But like, Richard is pro-Palestine about two decades. Like, I, I was in Doha recently for the Doha forum. It's like my first time in even that part of the world. It was amazing. Yeah. But Richard Boyd Barrett is kind of known amongst every Palestinian I spoke to. And I felt really... I just kind of felt really proud, you know, I was like, this yeah. that's one of our guys, like, you know, it's, it's amazing. And it's that. the dedication and the authenticity to the support. It's not like he was supporting Palestine before it was possible to go viral. Yeah. Supporting Palestine, if you know what I mean? So like, yeah, a hundred,
0: a hundred percent. And, and like, it's, it's amazing to watch. And it's also so disheartening, you know, when you compare it to, you know, uh, in the United States on the left for, yeah. you know, a long time now, uh, the uh, closest thing we had to sort of like a leftist populist, you know, uh, politician was Bernie Sanders. Bernie. And yeah. of course, we uh, Bernie recently visited um, Ireland and uh, the, I got some video of a, a moment in which, you know, I think is a nice contrast to the full throated condemnation of uh, Israel. And, uh, you know, this is Bernie's version of
2: it right here. Just say my name again while you're (laughs) waiting.
4: What is going on right now is absolutely outrageous. We've got to do everything that we can uh, to end the slaughter of innocent men, women, uh, and children. What I have supported, and I will work as hard as I can to get the Biden administration to support uh, is a um, UN trying to bring about a ceasefire, a uh, humanitarian pause, ceasefire, in order to provide the desperately needed aid that the Gaza people
0: need? So, so far he has <clears throat> uh, refused to call it just a ceasefire and wants to make it abundantly clear that it is a humanitarian pause. So, still not yeah. able to fully throat it, say, the <laughs> ceasefire, which is such a such a low bar. It's, it's just insane, and here we go. When you get to the one,
4: I, I, I get a little bit queasy, and I, I you know, I don't, what, what, genocide, we used we've got to be careful about that word. Uh,
3: it is a genocide.
4: Uh, what's your definition of genocide?
3: Bernie, you have funded Zionism yourself. You have funded the Israeli settler state. Here you are, pretending you aren't. It is disgusting. Liar, liar, genocide, denier. Liar, liar, genocide, denier, it's disgusting, it is reprehensible, you are a child killer, you are a genocide denier. the United States military industrial complex are the largest murderers in the world, it does not matter if it is a democrat or a republican, you have murdered people around the world, the Native Americans I'm still they
0: It is it, like
2: it, I hadn't it, seen that. Jesus, that's amazing. I haven't seen that kid.
0: It's yet. amazing, um, and you know, also, uh, you know, you guys got an Australian there,
2: yeah, uh, in I Ireland. Don't know what the fuck he's doing here, man? Uh, yeah, I money. don't know what he's doing there.
0: He's, do, he's doing great. Um, you know, he, he's in good voice. Yeah, good I mean, voice. it sounds great. Is 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 the Australian accent funny to you guys in Ireland?
2: I'd imagine your version of it would be funny to us.
0: Oh, it's yeah, yeah.
2: hey, not a knife. <laughs> we'll take whatever you've got of accents, man. Whatever you got, we'll take. It's it.
0: not a genocide. This is a genocide. Um, I'll show you a genocide. I'll show you genocide. Uh, but like it, you know, just like seeing that in contrast, it's just so it's uh, it's so disheartening. You know, especially since Bernie, I think for a, a lot of. Um, young leftist here in the united states was such a inspirational figure and he was also the the one who i think a um, foreign american politician um had the most you know for americans uh like cutting critique of israel and he and he had this uh the privilege that i think a lot of american jews do have of being able to speak about this without the yeah. automatic assumption that you're doing it from a place of anti-semitism
2: of course and
0: instead of using that um you know to stand up for palestinian human rights he has done the exact opposite um and now is in this part where like moment where he's just kind of like got this watered down milk toast version of like basically allowing things to go on but being like blaming it all on Netanyahu it's
2: of course like from an outsider's perspective it doesn't look like you guys have a left anymore like you don't no. have a left a left and it's actually the same in Britain the labor yeah. party in in Britain are if anything they were cheerleading harder than the tories at the start of and again it's no mystery because you know the israel lobby groups are at their strongest in Britain and the US and they're across all parties they're across all sides of, of the house so but um, but yeah, Bernie's such a disappointment. I mean, I don't understand enough about it. I'd be commenting, and I'd be talking out my ass. But it seems like Israel is like some sort of blind spot for him or something. Because on other issues, he is venerable. He's the Jeremy yeah. Corbyn from our perspective of I know of the US. Like, but uh, is is Israel just a blind spot for him or what? I think
0: it's a big blind spot for him. I I you know I can't claim to know the inner workings of his brain, but I do yeah. believe, um, based on people I know who you know know him or have worked with him, that like the Number one, severely traumatized by the seventh. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, and number two, um, then this is based on me knowing uh, Jews, uh, American Jews of his <clears throat> generation, still stuck in the idea that Israel, as flawed as it is, um, is, is a country that uh, can do better and needs to defend itself. From has a right to exist, has is a right, all, uh, Democracy. All of, yeah, and also, you know, like, there are people who were like, I lived in a kibbutz in the 60s, and it was, yeah, cool. nostalgia, like,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: and, and, and they just, um <laughs> they can't, <clears throat> they can't let go of the fact that the country that they think is there is not there. Um, and whether or not it was even there before when they were there, I, I think that they just are, are stuck in that feeling, but you know, that's giving, that's giving him a huge benefit of the doubt. Um, At the end of the day, he is an American politician and an American politician, uh, is, you know, first and foremost, um, someone who's interested in continuing, uh, to have power, and you know that's a calculation that you see a lot of people making in our political system. Uh, you know, I want to continue to have power. I don't want to be on the wrong side of the lobby. Um, you know, and so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not, I'm not mm. gonna say anything, or I'm going to uh, say just enough to not have APAC fund my opponents, or I'm gonna be full throated and and ensure my continued reelection over and
2: over. But you're seeing. Well, actually, two things. One, if it wasn't so horrific, I think it's quite humorous uh, when you playfully said there that Israel as a country can, you know, can do better. That was your assessment of them. I thought that was a humorous,
0: yes, it was. <laughs>
2: assessment of the current situation. You know, I was like, that's a decent sketch. I'm stealing that. But like, do you know what? I'm not seeing, and I'm not seeing as much in the state of the possibility that the lobby would be defeated by numbers on the streets protesting for Palestine you know what I mean so what you're seeing in Britain I think the Labour Party is such a good example because Keir Starmer's Labour Party leader in in England right and Mm -hmm. he at the beginning of this whole nightmare said things like Israel has the right to cut off food and electricity so he I mean he mightn't have said that that exact sentence but you know the question was posed to him and he basically said Israel has a right to defend itself up to and including effectively starving right. uh, a population to death. So no, I, at
0: this point, that's implicit. And when you say yeah, that as your response to every time someone asks you about a war crime, it is
2: implicit that you're saying they have the right exactly, to starve people. Exactly, but they're pivoting big time, man. Like they, you know, so he's, he's a good example because he's just a complete... Like he's kind of like an automaton. Like he's just—he looks like him. It doesn't look like a human being. He's kind of like—he's—he's he's malevolent and duplicitous, but he's got no charisma. He's a really interesting oh. factor, you know, because normally these guys have a bit of panache.
0: Right. Yeah. He's
2: got nothing. Like he's like a, a kind of a wet wet towel or a fucking yeah. nappy, like. Um, but. He's totally a claymation
0: pivoting. politician, just <laughs> <He's> smiling,
2: just, <laughs> <laughs> like just Wallace <laughs> and Gromit style. <laughs> yeah, that's uh-huh. exactly it. Yeah, He's, he's like, but oh. they're pivoting now big time because I think, uh, and I'm not sure how strong the Israel lobby is in, in Britain versus the US, right? Mm. But the numbers on the streets are so significant now all over Britain that the Labour Party want to get into power and their, their latest uh, press releases and stuff. They're kind of distancing themselves from, from the genocide, like you know. Mm. So I think they're looking at it, kind of going, in spite of the lobby, we've gotta, as you say, we've got to look at power. Yeah. So numbers on the streets are increasing. Like that's why I was like, I did something a video yesterday, kind of going, if we could just double the numbers of the marches right now, right? I feel enough key politicians will flip there'll yeah. always be the extremists that'll never flip of course yes. but like you know if you get enough people in the middle you could i know what this is probably scant consolation to people who are going through the absolute hell of you it know, right of now course. but you know what i mean you know what i'm getting at like
0: yeah no I, and and i think that uh, i i saw that video and i thought it was great and it was the point that you were making in it i think is so important uh which is um that this idea of like oh you know we've been Posting about it, marching about it, yeah. you know, for four months. And, you know, it just gets worse and worse. Like, what's the point? And um, don't give up. It was the point. Exactly, uh, yeah. Because things I, – I also believe there's a huge sea change. I mean, you're seeing more and more – even in the United States where it is oh. literally – a no-go zone, you are seeing more and more people who are, uh, you know, like more and more notable people, like more famous people. That's how we gauge is who's famous and has said something. Uh, Our our politicians are the last to say anything, uh, you know, correct when it comes to Palestine. We have a couple, you know, we have Ilhan Omar and we have Rashida Tlaib uh, and to some extent, uh, a o c has been uh good uh despite kind of the electoral stuff she does where it's like, well, we have to vote for Biden and it's like can, you you don't you just don't talk about that just just, mm. just stop with the electoral stuff um yeah but uh uh yeah, no, I mean, like we are seeing a change, and I do think you're right. it's the the numbers you know, people power is a real thing, and yeah. um it is great to see I want to ask you though, like uh, what is it with Ireland that it seems to be immune from from the pressure uh, from the EU, from the UK, from the US, from Israel? Like there seems to be a, a an immunity to the lobby that you have in your political system, uh, or is it is it in the political system? Is it inherent in it, or is it just the people? I mean, I don't know.
2: Yeah, like it, it is mostly the people. But again, I suppose it comes down to like we're saying about politicians being tacticians primarily, you know, right. and they, you know, they they need to be aware that most Irish people just in their DNA, almost in their bones are kind of anti-colonial, I think. Right. Um, you know, generally speaking anyway. So they're going to stand by the oppressed. And there's something about the Palestinian example that just the parallels to Ireland are just kind of uncanny at times. Yeah. Um across history and across cultures and whatnot. Um and so I think like our politicians, as I say, I mean, we're we're on the verge of having a leftist <clears throat> government for the first time ever in the South. We yeah. haven't had one. But even our kind of centrist um governments, they need to be re-elected. I feel as well they're playing like quite a skillful game with the EU because if you look at it, like we make some of the right noises, but we're not like we didn't join uh, South Africa's case. Um, you know that would have been really stepping out of of culture yeah. with the EU. So, so they do a lot to kind of play both. They're they're speaking out of both sides of their mouth a lot. But it's it's just interesting. Even little gestures that we're doing are making world news. And I think that illustrates how paltry the support is from from governments in the West for Palestine. You know that if Ireland yeah. is like this, wow, amazing example. And we're not yeah. we're not and we're near happy enough with what our government is doing. Yeah. So so yeah, I think maybe with the EU as well, you know, because of Brexit in the last few years, uh, we built a really strong relationship with Europe because when Britain left the EU, um, there was obviously like, yeah, fuck it, like without going into the whole Brexit thing, but right. but actually Europe kind of had our back in that whole shit show. Yeah. So there's a kind of I think we've probably bought ourselves a bit of go off and be bold in the corner and wave a Palestine right. flag for a couple of months a bit, like you know, but uh but we're still look, man. We're beholden to U.S. corporations here, like you wouldn't believe. I mean, like we're the yeah. European headquarters for Facebook and Google, and so mm. we're afraid to do anything really of significance mm. uh, on a on a on a governmental level that's going to piss off the Americans. Sure. So everything sure. all all box stock with the U.S. You know that's why we're like so, some of the people in the Solidarity Group here that I'm in touch with. Like everyone's just trying to get to Irish America, you know, to right. try and get to the Biden supporters that that, you know, also hold that kind of nostalgic, almost famine, nostalgia, Irishness, like, you know, to kind of say, if you yeah. if you want to be Irish, it's kind of inconsistent to be also a militant Zionist. Right. You know, and want fucking Palestinians to die because, I don't know, like kind of yay us or yay white right. people or you know it's i don't know yeah. what it is For or whatever yay... weird reason yeah. you want to make up as <laughs> yeah, to why yeah, that's yeah. okay <laughs> yeah. no i know there's a lot of irish americans that ended up being like fucking absolute nightmare right wingers oh in... sure because we're
0: <laughs> americans first you know that's the thing about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like irish americans are very funny in the way that uh i mean i imagined for you guys when you're watching uh, Irish Americans claim Irish heritage, and you're just like I don't know about this guy. <laughs> it's just like you just you're just from Boston, and I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you're just, yeah. you're just re- a regular racist. Why are you why are you putting us in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, you talked about something uh, you know regarding famine and starvation that I wanted to touch on with regards to um, you know what's going on with uh, UNRWA. Um, <clears throat> so I mean. If you've looked at the news recently, when it comes to, um, I mean, any of this, um, but specifically aid to Gaza, it seems like Israel, uh, like, wants to starve Gazans. Like, Definitely. like it's not, and not just the government, but it seems like also uh, many of the people. Now, I'm not, of course, saying all Israelis, but they have a, a substantial contingent. Of um, psychopaths who are doing things like blocking aid physically from getting into Gaza and like holding uh, little raves, and I uh, I have a clip of a uh, a rave that was blocking aid into Gaza. Jesus, to the rock music. Once rock again, Hero I McDonald's. added I added Rock, rock and Roll McDonald's Hero by Wesley McDonald's. Willis into this just <laughs> to. <laughs> What a Rock shit rave! Road, yeah, a, I mean <laughs> it would have been way better. Yeah. If they, <laughs> McDonald's will
4: make you fat. They serve Big Mac. <laughs> they serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. <laughs> Yo. road, you know, it just
0: seems it seems like uh, number one that was an absolutely joyless rave. Yeah. Like you look at that footage and you go, like, they're not even having fun doing it. at this point, it's just there's so much uh just racist rage. It's a rage, it's not a rave. You and know? it was a
2: kind of a so- socially distant
0: yeah, racist that's...
2: rave as well. Was, yeah, like, no, no yeah. no
0: one's no one's touching, no one's making out, yeah. no one's doing you know cool shit with their hands and fucking there's not a pacifier in the bunch. No. just a <laughs> no, bunch no, of no. right-wing psychos. <laughs> trying to block aid and like this, this blocking of aid thing is, is such a, um, uh, it's, it's not just, oh, well, it's a couple of right-wing psychos. It's, it's policy. Um, the New York Times reported, uh, that, uh, Smotrich blocked UNRWA from getting flour into Gaza, citing allegations that some of its employees were affiliated with Hamas, um, which, you know, is obviously what we've been talking about here. And the Washington Post recently reported that Israelis are now not only are they arguing that food assistance is Hamas, they are arguing that food itself is Hamas. Mm. And uh, this is from the Washington Post, an article called Young Israelis Block Aid to Gaza While IDF Soldiers Stand and Watch. So from this article... Ben uh, Shabbat ar- argues sugar and flour can be used to make bombs. When you mix flour with potassium nitrate, you get an explosive for a warhead, he says. Every pound of sugar and flour that goes into Gaza from Israel, we will get it back by the way of uh, by the way of a rocket that will kill our children.
3: So uh, true.
0: Yeah, the, the, yeah. I mean, listen, we all know about sugar bombs. Uh, uh, the tactic is also about starvation. Quote, when a soldier is hungry, he's not fighting so well. And the children? Nobody can say children are bad, he says. But, quote, the children from the past were murdering and raping and kidnapping on October 7th. Others say aid isn't even necessary. Quote, we heard they are giving them stuff that they don't really, really need, uh, Atar says. Like strawberries. I don't think people there are crying for strawberries. Uh, and the, the kicker at the end of this is, in Gaza, families are eating animal feed to survive. 93% of the population of over 2 million faces, quote, crisis levels of hunger, a UN-backed consortium reported
2: in late December. Like, it's... It seems like a kind of a collective psychosis or something, doesn't it? Like that, that article looks like it's just a mad person, like that needs to, you know, we need to intervene with this kind of person. But I have a wacky, not so much a wacky, but an unexpected take on all this. Like, I don't believe, right, and it's going to get a bit kind of psychobabble stuff here, but I don't believe like there's loads of people are, for instance, psychopaths, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that propaganda is a hell of a drug. you know and from what i can gather like most people uh who are zionist or whatever have just consumed one hell of a drug and now there's no going back so like when this that what it feels like when the world is different now and what i'm getting the same because i'm just judging it by the abuse that i'm getting online like i'm now getting like people are no longer engaging in any kind of arguments or anything like they're just like insulting my head or you know, right. and like, it's usually a good sign when somebody just starts mocking your hat or your head or something, right. yeah. you know, you, you may have assumed a position of, of authority in the right. argument, yeah. Like, yeah. you know? That's but a good I way just... to
0: tell that, um, <laughs> someone is just, uh, very mad online. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. When they just start you're like, just you're, you're just ugly. stupid head. Yeah. yeah. yeah your head's like, not even good. Okay. I'm going to draw you some good heads. and You don't even have too. a good head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a so, dumb like, head.
2: I think that if you were to somehow break through and it's like, it's a bit cultish, you know, it feels like, you know, somebody's come out of a cult, like they need, they need some time. You're not going to, you're not going to snap somebody out of a cult over the course of a zoom, Mm. but if you were able to kind of just show them some of the info, like basically just turn on Al Jazeera for five minutes or something, Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, um, so, okay. Whatever about Netanyahu or some of the people at the top, I think generally speaking, you know, Israel has been masters at, you know, well up until recently, and it feels like their propaganda team have just fucking fucked off and left them at their most Completely. crucial moments. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I think they have traditionally done a great job at framing the narrative that makes you just kind of go, hmm, I'm not sure. And actually my own, my own uh, pet theory on this as well is that they have overplayed the anti-Semitism card. Yeah. So like, like you said earlier, right? So Ireland, we have always found that hilarious because we don't have enough Jews to right. be anti-Semitic. Like, we yeah. don't, yeah. like, I don't know any Jew. Like, I love Jews. I love Jewish comedy. Like, yeah. bro- like when I go abroad, I meet Jews all the time. And I, yeah. we don't have any in Ireland. We're a tiny little country. We're yeah. just getting our head around having, like, immigrants at all. You know, right. so we're like, I'd have to go, like, knocking on doors and doing some research to find a Jew, like, you know, tonight. Yeah. Um. So we we haven't got round to it. Like, even if we were <laughs> anti-Semitic, we haven't got around to it. So, like, they always use this one example of, like, De Valera, Offered condolences uh when Hitler passed away as well. But right. that's a complete and utter, like that's a side issue because Devilera was so anti-British that mm. it was, you know, it was it was so true. Right. Britain it had nothing to do with Hitler. It was like, oh, one of Britain's enemies has passed away. That's sad. You know? Right. Yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> De Valera angle. On it. He's like, he just overlooked the Holocaust. That's how anglophobic yeah. like, he yeah, was. It was. like,
0: listen, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking about how cool it was when they were bombing London. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly he was like hey he was one of our guys you know <laughs> so so like so that's why the anti-semitism thing is ridiculous here but i think what's happening now and is like the world is catching up to ireland right it's like what the fuck are you talking about there's like there's yeah. jews online all the time yeah like some of the most passionate advocates are jewish and you're kind of going this shit doesn't check out anymore right. so yeah. they've overplayed the card and what happens i think when you overplay your trump card is that your whole fucking argument starts to fall apart so they no longer have an argument right. and now the propaganda has left them in a state where it's basically just shout and shout and sound mad yeah or admit that you've been lied to your whole life which is scary i mean that's terrifying
0: yeah it's it's like a cult i mean zionism i've called Zionology because it is <laughs>
2: that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: good. at this point it's it's just like the way that the propaganda <laughs> works is yeah. so based on um indoctrination um to a degree where you're create you're fabricating an entire reality um for somebody to explain away things that are you know uh yeah. in- indefensible and so like uh and-, and and in the same way that it like cuts you off from uh like trusting anyone who is not also a scientologist or Scientologist. yeah yeah Uh, yeah sure and and in the way that like if you go against it you know they you know it breaks up families it's just like any cult you know as soon as you start questioning it whatnot you can be declared a suppressive person as they do in scientology and you know then they make you uh persona non grata you're not a, you know they they ostracize people from their communities and what yes
2: and it's an us and them kind of thing so 100%. like everyone is out to get us and everyone's anti-semitic i mean even your your dude elon levy there is yeah. just the most uncomfortably creepy man in the history of human beings but <laughs> yeah
0: just he, just gross
2: <laughs> he's basically saying like the un are now anti-semitic right. I'm like. Okay, cool. So like, it's just, right. just everyone and everything. Let's like,
0: okay, cool. Yeah, and and it's so like, it, and it comes to a point where it like, um, it, and it's one of the reasons I think you're seeing more and more uh, Jewish people in the diaspora and in Israel, um, like, uh, start to really start to resent the entire thing and start speaking out against it, yes, because of the fact that it's like you are like israel is actively like creating a situation in which by claiming ownership of all jews uh is putting us in conflict with every single fucking group of people to a degree at which we're like wait a second at some point you're gonna call everybody an anti-semite and we're going to be isolated and (laughs) and, like i'm i listen israel Feel free to isolate yourself. I don't give a shit if that country decides to, uh, you know, isolate itself. Don't bring me with you. What are you fucking crazy? Like it's to me, it's just it's so clearly anti-Semitic and it's so clearly based on the continuation of a narrative that everyone hates Jews
2: Yes, and, that's another, another quick point. And that actually is that like, so in Ireland, another reason that we're kind of onto it is that it just doesn't check out that Palestinians would be anti-Semitic. Right. You know, because we immediately think of our history and we kind of think like, well, when the British came over and colonized, we didn't really give a shit that they were Protestants. Like nobody right. was standing up kind of going, if these guys were only Hindu, we'd have no problem with them starving right. us to death and taking yes. our land. Like yes. that would be great because we love fucking the Hindus. It's just Protestants we have a problem with. Just yeah. doesn't seem to jack out here at all. You know? That's a,
0: That I think is a really interesting point. And I think that probably also speaks to uh, a sort of immunity that the Irish people have built up against this type of Hasbara, which is like you, you know, don't everyone else who is just kind of vaguely aware of this issue. And is just kind of like mindlessly, thoughtlessly being like, yeah, I don't know, I'm pro-Israel, whatever. Um, They all say the same thing, which is like, well, I don't know, the Jews and the Muslims religiously have fought each other for thousands of years, like total total bullshit not yeah. not a thing not yeah, not yeah. not historically accurate um yeah, yeah. and uh where is, like
2: where have they done that
0: yeah well yeah what are you talking about which you know like Star wars like yeah like which ancient war are you inventing in your head and uh and it's i think yeah for you know the the irish you guys are like no 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 you're you this is it's you know the same kind of has bara was used i think for my understanding mm. of the troubles exactly uh, was i was like oh it's because the catholics hate the protestants yeah we're
2: like just get some protestants you know yeah
0: like that is our understand that you know uh, that that's just what we were told and something about uh like them hating each other Uh, I don't know. Uh, And then I saw the movie in the name of the father and I was like, okay, I think I get it. I listened to zombie by cranberries. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. (laughs) But, uh, but like the fact is, is that if you, if you guys know, you're like, no, it was, we don't care what religion our colonizers are. They are colonizers. That makes you, uh, you know, somewhat immune to this fake narrative, which I I think is incredible. God. That's, should me and Francesca move to Ireland? That was one of the questions that was uh, Francesca wanted me to ask because that's a, that like Francesca was, like, wants to move at some point, and I was like, "Well, I don't like, ever want to leave. I don't want to. I need to be somewhere English speaking because I only speak English."
2: Um, what are you gonna do with place names and stuff like that though? Like you're just gonna. I think you just get I'll beat just out be, of Ireland.
0: I'll ask like... my best friend Todd. <laughs> And I'll say, hey, how do you pronounce, you know, uh, everything?
2: <laughs> no, man, you tell you, you'd be very welcome here. And I, I, uh, I listened to. I think you did a podcast with um, Daniel mate didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's
0: the sometimes co-host of, of yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Oh
2: man, I thought it was excellent. It was like the point you were ma- discussing about the fact that, like, you know, the Zionist thing, as well as being so horrific and brutal it's, it just lacks any kind of sense of self-awareness. And so it's not funny, like, you know, yes. the way they do these little videos and there's no humor in it. And like, no. that was one, it was just when I think you were, you were discussing that something clicked for me. Cause I was like, why are they so not funny? You know? Cause like <laughs> yeah. they're Jewish, like, and right. ju- like all, all my comedy idols are Jewish. I'm right. like, why are you guys not funny? And I was like, because you don't. And I was thinking to myself, if Ireland had had an empire. Yeah. We'd have no jokes, no, like, because all our no. jokes are self-deprecating, drinking ourselves to death, alcoholism, yes. pain, misery, torture, and that's why yeah, Irish and let, Jews let, get on let, so well.
0: Yeah, let Matt, you know, mispronounce everything. Yeah, that's of course, yeah, Matt
2: shitting me and fucking wage war on my family, and <laughs> yeah. I love all that shit, like, you know. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really nice, interesting, subtle point. You see, like one, like that creepy guy that we were on about earlier. He did a spoof of one of my videos, which was kind of. Weirdly flattering in, in a way, because I was like, at least I'm annoying somebody that I, you know, detest. <laughs> but but it was just, it was like, it wasn't even not funny. It was like, it's like it didn't, it's like he doesn't understand what humor right. is. You know, right. it's like he doesn't understand what comedy is or something. It was, yeah. yeah, it's anyway. just like
0: a disconnected, like, robot facsimile of what yeah. a joke is. It's just kind of like copy and paste. Like, I've seen this. Yes. I've seen this elicit of a, a, a laugh. I don't yeah. understand it. But I'm going to try.
2: It's almost like the effects of if you swallow the propaganda that like one of the the Faustian pact uh, elements Mm -hmm. is that like you lose your soul and you lose your kind of humor. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, like trying to uh, make sense of um, Zionist comedy has been one of the... (laughs) Joys and just, like, one of the absolute worst things for my soul. Yeah, <laughs> just makes
2: my skin crawl, man. It's
0: just, like, just watching the cruelty of the humor and then mixed in with just, like, other groups taking strays for no reason. Like, they, they can't do a, like, sketch about how much they hate Arabs without also being like, oh, by the way, we also hate trans people. Yeah. Just in case you... <laughs> in case you were confused as to who else we hate. always <laughs> you know, just like, you know, hi, I'm trans and I love Hamas. I hope, oh, I, hope I don't get raped. And it's yeah. like, Jesus, guys. Yeah. I know you think that making rape jokes is okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not.
2: Yeah. But like, maybe just be subtle. Like, you don't have right. to scream the word in every sketch. Like, It, you know? it, is, it
0: is, it's anyway. just the worst, it, like listen as i'm also a stand-up comedian and i've been to open mics where i've been less horrified you know like i've seen some crazy sets done by people with (laughs) severe severe emotional (laughs) issues (laughs) done in the middle of the afternoon at some weird cafe in you know melrose but dude
2: but man, have you met a stand-up? I mean, park Zionism for a second. Have you met a stand-up who wasn't deeply and profoundly true. emotionally disturbed? That's like, true.
0: No, they're all like, emotionally. Listen, we're pretty much like there's across the board. a reason why board. we're doing this shit, like yeah, across the board, we are um, troubled and degenerate. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we may sometimes be able to use that uh, to our advantage by making a joke. Yes, and like I, the the amount of like official like zionist com- like from comedians who are you know working
4: mm-hmm. uh
0: and you know from you know sketch comedy shows in in israel i'm just like you guys are uh, you're sicker somehow than the people who show up to the open mic two hours
2: early definitely
0: <laughs> you know like you guys are somehow worse but um, it's like,
2: how would it work though? You know, it's like, how would, cause you're, you're, you're inherently punching down as well. It's like why punching yeah. down comedy always struggle. So you've got to, in order to laugh at it, you've got to kind of be okay with genocide and ethnic cleansing. And that, that's right. a tricky position to be in from an audience perspective.
0: Yeah. And, and I also think that it's about, um, you also have to have some, like, you have to be able to read a room and yeah. if there's one thing that Zionists can't do, it's just yeah. read a room. They point. don't know. Yeah. They don't know what general sentiment is. They only know their own story, and mm. so the only rooms that they read are just what's around them. You know, whatever yes. bubble they're in. If they're in Israel, it's other Zionists. If they're uh, in America, it's other Zionists. They. This is you know how they. Uh, this is how they kind of stay in this protected bubble, mm. and because of the fact that they're coming into a joke with the well we all know i'm the victim and everyone's watching it going like what are you fucking talking about yeah you know like no nobody it's like from from that moment on you're like no you have not read this room then no. no one is sitting here <laughs> thinking like if there's one person who's the victim in this conflict <laughs> there seems to
2: be some confusion here it's like. the
0: israelis and was just like guys and you know and i think for them they uh, and I think this is true uh, in general um, about the way anti-Semitism is talked about, not just in Israel, but I think in America, too, and in, in the West, is we have framed anti-Semitism um, as not just, you know, bigotry, but the worst bigotry. Saying we, we have put it... More. We put it on top of every other form of bigotry. And I think that has been one of the reasons that um, a lot of liberal Zionists I know uh, have been, you know, American liberal Zionists have been so disturbed by um, the discourse, quote unquote, you know, online. Because it's like, number one, there are absolutely anti-Semites who, you know, like are painting themselves as pro-Palestinian and online you're always going to find a fucking Nazi always Um, but then they'll see like just something the things that I would consider like careless statements from people uh, who are you know real people who are doing uh, pro-Palestinian advocacy um, and they'll be horrified that someone will do a trope Or someone will do uh, a stereotype or say the wrong word or like, you know, just something will set them off and they'll be like, well, that's anti-Semitic. Now, the thing may be like anti-Semitic. I've seen people, you know, do something. I've been like, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's crosses a line that I would personally not cross. The difference is, is that. I think they are like, well, if you're willing to do that, if you're crossing that line, that must mean you are the worst person because you are doing the worst
2: racism. Yeah. And you don't have an argument because you've made that error. Like, so your your whole position is, is and, null and void.
0: And and I think like the the idea of giving grace to people who don't know the parameters of the correct language and whatnot is like a very touchy subject because people say like you you know there's no tolerance for anti-semitism i agree i don't have tolerance in my life for racism for anti-semitism for anything if if i am perceiving it the problem is is that people are perceiving anti-semitism in things that i think is completely in bad faith and they are taking that and going like And that's the worst thing you can do. Yes. And I'm saying like all racism is bad. The idea that you would be mad (laughs) at like a, uh, black lives matter protester for not saying the exact right word and whatnot, and then immediately be like, they are a Nazi and not at all being self-reflective about your own privilege, about your (laughs) own white passing or just straight white privilege. Uh, Says to me that you put um you put anti semitism on this sort of like you you put it above everything else and I think that shit to me like it waters down <laughs> anti semitism yeah. oh, and it makes for sure and it makes it into something in which you go okay so everybody is now a Nazi we have now called everyone a fucking Nazi <laughs> and w- which. and and now i'm i'm stuck with a bunch of people who a lot of you i think are nazis you are jewish like there are jewish nazis now next to me going like you know we're all these nazis out here i'm like you're fucking i don't want to be locked in a room with you
2: exactly like yeah i think most people are just i think the the term nazi as well it's 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 just become so loose-lipped now that it's lost all fucking meaning, and that's yeah. that's actually the most anti-Semitic thing I can think of. That you've just 100%. rendered this unbelievably, unspeakably brutal regime that did murder yes. six million Jews. You've now rendered that to be just some lad up the road who said something that you thought could have been phrased a bit better. Come on.
0: Yes, yeah, and it's it's like uh, it's just the concerted attempt to water it down or to do Nazi revisionism. I don't I don't see that from anyone who uh, is not a Zionist. Like I'm only yeah. seeing Zionists do this and uh and it's really uh you know it's really disgusting and you know uh it means that their comedy is bad. <laughs> <laughs> hear, hear. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> um before we go, uh I want to uh I, I want to end with this, um, and this is always a depressing way to end. Uh, because it's always more Hezbollah. But, uh, you know, are, are you someone who um, believes that UNRWA should be defunded? I want to ask, Todd Gahook. Me? Yeah, do you believe that UNRWA should be defunded?
2: I think, obviously not, but I think something that hasn't been discussed at all, which is worth just saying, is that, like, why does UNRWA exist? Nobody, mm-hmm. Nobody, I haven't seen anything in the discourse kind of going... You're defunding this thing that exists. The only reason it exists is because of the Nakba. That's the yeah. only reason it exists. Like if you didn't, if the West didn't basically turn a blind eye to the fact that all these people were displaced to make room for this new country that the West basically created out of its own guilt mm-hmm. for actual anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have the need for this organization to begin with. So, so yeah, I mean, that like, to, So to you cut don't off...
0: think it should be defunded. Well, well, isn't that, convenient you know you because you care about like the children of palestine well what about you're not thinking about every child isn't there one child's voice that you are ignoring here's sure that is. child
4: global refugee chaos 36 million refugees worldwide yet six million palestinians score vip treatment with unra others one size fits all with unhcr Back in the 40s, who wasn't a refugee? Almost everyone, including many Jews. I'm
0: sorry. Back in the 40s, who wasn't a refugee? Is the <laughs> fucking most insane
2: question. <laughs> it's a for oh, Listen, who wasn't, huh? Remember the 40s when none of us were refugees? <laughs> what the
4: fuck? Guess who's oh, still officially on the list? Palestinians. Why? Why do you think they're still on the list, little
0: girl? Let, let them go home. Yeah like what, <laughs> what? this is I, just to re- remind people this starts out with a in lights re- VIP, vip refugees, refugees. Oh, this yuck. is from israel's um official you know twitter page oh my yuck yeah and uh and this is our you know this is my uh, our favorite uh cartoon girl who i'm just going to <laughs> name uh her name is jenna last name side <laughs> And uh, (laughs) she is explaining why Palestinian refugees uh, are, you know, treated too good. Oh my gosh!
4: Palestinians seems only Palestinians inherit this exclusive VIP refugee status. UNRWA, established in 1949, was supposed to fix this. Yet one rule for Palestinian refugees, another for the rest. Smells fishy, huh?
0: Thank you. Little little genocide girl for once again reminding us that Israel at this point is creating content for literally nobody. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is, like, who's that for? I I've asked this every time I play her. I ask the guests, who's who's that for? Is it for children? Is it for adults? Is it for Americans? Because I don't know anyone who's going to look at that and be like, that little girl's right. We should defund Unruh. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here, for that little girl. (laughs) Jenna's right. Yeah, Jenna's right. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, God. So, just in case you wanted to leave this podcast on a high note, sorry, not happening. We live in hell, (laughs) and I'm taking you with me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank you so much.
2: Tad. <laughs> Matt, it was an absolute pleasure. I loved it, it.
0: I loved it too. I really, I really love your work. I think you do such uh, an amazing job and it's been inspiring to watch. And uh, wh- where can people find you and, uh, you know, find your, find
2: your videos and your content? Just everywhere. Like it's Tig Hickey. I'm on YouTube. And Tig oh shit shit oh shit it's tag oh uh, no right at the end as well uh, up shit. shit yeah it's like tiger without the r so it's like t- it's like a tie and then g-. So I it's love like t- that. it's just one syllable man it's so easy you know you could have got it but uh you you didn't uh, we I we need didn't. to move on
0: but i'm but, um, glad I know
2: it now but yeah i'm on one of your fucking patreon thingamajiggies as well and like yourself i'm demonetized on on everything by a lot of things by choice to be honest because mm. yeah but but some things not by choice yeah. and uh yeah people want to support me i'm on patreon but if they don't that's cool because i'm on all the others as well like instagram and and facebook and all the other rubbish so yeah thank you so much
0: check check out Taig Hickey. i'm still oh, gonna man, call you are
2: pronu- pronouncing it perfectly now which is just breaking my heart i'll call you tad <laughs>
0: i'm gonna still call you dad um but follow him Truly amazing work. Uh, hilarious comedian. And then, you know, uh, find out where he's performing and go to his shows. Uh, you're a stand-up comic and you're hilarious. And thank you so much
2: for coming on. Thanks, buddy. Come to Ireland. You'll be more than welcome. Do some gigs over here. We
0: absolutely will come to Ireland. That That is going to happen. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bad BadHasbara at gmail.com for your email. Email me. Questions, comments, concerns, stories, whatever. Uh, and yeah, thank you everyone again so much for listening. And until next time, from the river to the sea, my favorite guy is Todd Gahahicki. Jumping jacks was us, push ups was us, God, my God, us. it